Welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit, where we empower entrepreneurs to elevate their influence. We're here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and help you showcase your unique talents to the world. I'm your host, Michelle Parad, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of unlocking your true potential. Enjoy this summit. I can't wait to connect with you. So when it comes to sharing our brilliance and pursuing a purposeful business, how do we even measure the success, especially if we don't necessarily see that through the metrics of money that we may be achieving? And here to unpack that is Atusa, who emphasizes the need for self-awareness and actually measuring success by the impact that we have on others. And we talk about how we may experience feeling alone when we're on the right path. And that sometimes solitude is actually part of self-discovery. Atusa Resian is recognized as a shaman, transformational heart-centered healer and spiritual guide, motivational speaker. She is also a best-selling author, poet, and digital artist. Her extensive experience comes from years of transforming the life of her clients to tap into their truth heart and experience their desired life and turn change the lives of those around them. She has been featured in a number of different magazines and as well as having won a number of awards. So I am really thrilled to have you here, Atusa, and I hope that it really shifts something in your heart. So Atusa, thank you so much for joining us for this summit today. Um, I'm so excited to dive into your topic, which is what is stopping you from doing your heart-centered work? Um, And we met uh, in a way through a a group from the AMA Publishing. And as I know, you've just come out with a book pretty recently called Change Yourself, Change the World, Transform Your Life from Fear-Based Living to Choosing Love and Seeing Magic. And such a beautiful title and even the cover itself I think there's so much magic in it and I wanted to like dive in energetically into that so maybe you can start there and just tell us a little bit about what's in that book and how you went from fear-based living to really owning your heart-based centered work uh, first of all, thank you, Michelle, for having me on the summit. I'm so grateful to be here. And special thank you for loving the cover. That's one of my artworks. And AMA did a great job, like, taking, working with me to get it into the cover for the book. Um, so thank you for that. And the book took about two years, two years in the making, For me to getting it all, I always say that it was like a process where I take my artwork to get all the pieces together. And it has the story of my own life of how I talk about I was pretty much I feel born with PTSD. And a lot of the events in my life added to that fear and anxiety. 
And pretty much until late adulthood, until things actually really fell apart, like the universe said, okay, now it's time. You had all these lessons and this was your training ground. Now you're ready. We need to kick you out of this place. And really everything fell apart. And it was time for me to really take a look inside and shift things and shift perspectives. And also do a lot of forgiveness work and to come to realize my life was actually magnificent and magical and all those things, seeing the purpose of them and just standing there with awe. I was like, wow, what an amazing plan. And and that is the starting point of now that I trust and I know I can let go of the fear. So all of that with the client works that I do, and I see them, how they shift as I help them to realize their sort of gifts and their heart-centered choices when I get them back in touch with that and help them release the trauma. It's amazing and beautiful how physically they shift and how even their lives shift. And not only that, the lives of the people that they come into contact with. And so then I said, okay, I want to take all these tools as much as I can, put it in this book for people. And I break it down into those chapters of what it takes to go to change your habits and behaviors from fear to love. And I give practical exercises and some other stories in there as well. I love that so much. And I, I just think you have such an incredible personal story. And I know you went through a revolution and a lot of instability growing up and changing environments. And um, so I just find it's so interesting. I myself have gone through a lot of moves as well, maybe not as traumatic as yours, but it's in this space of constant instability that you actually find that stability in yourself or you have to go out and seek it because things are always changing around you. But the only thing that doesn't change is your yourself, your inner wisdom, your guidance and taking it one day at a time. Um, and yeah, I really recommend to anyone to to dive into this book. Um, but tell us a little bit more. So if anyone is considering to go on a heart-centered journey in their business, or if they've already started, how can they make the best choices for themselves? And how, how can they measure success? Uh, the main thing for everybody, I think the first step is becoming aware of what how am I reacting to situations? How am I feeling right now? Because that to, gives you a lot of insight into you and how you're responding to life itself. And when you become aware, then you also, then you'll see, oh, okay, I have a choice. Right now I'm feeling, however you're feeling towards something, and when you're stuck in it or not seeing that what's happening inside of you doesn't allow you to see your choices either. But that awareness brings you a step or a couple of steps back and saying, oh, okay, this is what's happening to me right now. 
And even if you can't even figure out why it's there, you can realize you have a choice. You always have a choice, and that's where your power comes from. And I think especially in a work environment, we get so bogged down into those rules of that somebody's told us that we got to do it this way. We have to be this way. You have to have one thing that you're good at. What's your niche? Everybody's pushing. What's your niche? And for that, I have to say, once you see that if you're following that path, does it feel good? If it's not, then you can't follow the same path as everybody else. For myself, I couldn't follow that path of when they said, you have to have a niche, you have to do your business that way. And to me, following your passion is not a business. Yes, you can make it into a business and make money, but it's really not a business. It's something you're getting up and saying, I'm going to do this because it makes my heart feel good and I'm excited to get up and do it. Even if nobody else is paying me, and if I've made, I don't know, $5 million, I'm still going to want to come get up and do this. Mm. And that is moving from your heart. But rather, if you put all these rules and structures around it, again, if it feels good to you in your heart, go for it. But if it's not, then figure out, okay, this doesn't work for me, which for me, those structures never work. And even... Everyone telling me you have to have a niche, that didn't work. Because as you see all my stuff, I say, I'm an artist, I'm a poet, I'm an author, I'm a healer, I'm a shaman. I'm, I do lots of different things. And to me, they're all a success because they tie in together, because they feel good in my heart. And that's the energy people are drawn to. And... To your second question, measuring the success to me, is my heart happy? Do I feel excited to do it? Those are the first two and the other one. If I made an impact even in one person's life and they said, hey, I got something out of this, I made a difference and that is success. Wow, I love that so much. So much to unpack in in that. And I just love what you were saying about bringing, it's like bringing your multidimensional self to your business and not not fitting yourself into just one space. So like you said, it's we have different ways of expressing ourselves. We have different um, dimensions and passions and why not do all of them, right? We don't have exactly. to have just a lot of coaches say, start with one offer and just do that and position yourself for that. And what if I want to do three things at once? I mean, why not? And in fact, some of those things can support and weave into the other ones as well. So I really like what you mentioned there. And, and yeah, about success metrics, it's like, we're so trained to say, okay, it has to do with the money. Like how many clients do I have? What's in my bank account? And so we're so trained from the outside world to think that way. But I love that you are changing that concept and really enforcing that it's really about what brings us joy. And if we follow that joy, that's what ultimately leads us 
to that success. And so how can you help people to even start with understanding what brings people joy? Because I think a lot of people are just going in this hamster wheel of trying to survive. They don't sometimes have enough time to even think about what I'm, what is it that I'm even passionate about unless there is some kind of experience that really brings that out in them. Um, how would we even go about starting to discover that within us? I think the main thing is that you can start just every day with little things because the point is getting your heart open and you connecting with that heart desire because a lot of people actually, it's funny that they are scared of communicating with their hearts even. There's, what if I listen to my heart and my heart tells me that I got to have a box of cookies? Yeah. And what if my heart tells me call in sick today and go for a jog or go do this? And again, those are your mind, mindful fear talking, not your heart. And if your heart is telling you to do any of that, there's a purpose behind it. And once you're connected to your heart, you can figure out what that purpose is. So that's the main goal here. And how you connect with your heart is that every day, the love and gratitude that you bring into your life and the love and gratitude doesn't need to be, we think about, oh, I got to be thankful for my family and my health. And, yeah, those are great, wonderful things. Be grateful for it. But just every day, like, getting up and as you're getting up if your pillow feels good my pillow thank you my pillow and the sheets i love my blanket my blanket is so soft every morning oh my god i love my blanket thank you so soft or on a cozy day on a weekend on a saturday where i don't have to rush off bed to get my son going that extra time that I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's Saturday. Oh, I love Saturdays. Thank you. Your phone, your window, you go out, there's a bird sitting there. I, it can be little stuff. Your food, your drink, just enjoying it. The fact that you're having a, whatever, chocolate, or you're eating your cereal, doesn't even need to be exotic. Your cereal enjoying it oh my god let me connect and feel all the wonderful tastes in this cereal that's how you open up that heart because you're saying hey i'm enjoying my life i'm loving my life there's so many things that i'm grateful that i have and then once you open it up then you can communicate with it to say hey what feels good here what do i really feel like doing here right now mm, i love that so it's really in seeing the magic in everyday moments that somehow that opens us up to new possibilities and, oh, what's next? You know, what's happening next in my day and, and following that joy. So I, I love that perspective for sure. But what about, I, I do feel like we have so many choices, like we're in, in a way we're in an age where we're blessed with having a lot of choices and 
there's external factors. We might work with a mentor. We might work with other people. We have family members and friends and they give us ideas. Here's like where you could go with your life or business. And so sometimes it's like, we've got this overload of information about like where we should step into next. <laughs> how, so how can we sift through all of those choices to really narrow down to the one that's really the best of them all? And is that even possible? possible for the best choice, right? It is. It is because the best choice is whatever feels good in your heart. That's the best choice. It's not what everybody told you. It's not what gives you more money. It's not about right or wrong. It is whatever feels good in your heart. And I think I talk about this in the book. I'm pretty sure I talk about it. But if I don't hear it is, this is what I've given my clients and it works and it's funny where you take a choice and you either imagine it in a box or you imagine it's in front of you. And if it's a physical choice, you can actually pick it up even better. But you start to, you bring that choice to your heart center and you're going to feel the energy shift and you put it back. It's okay, let me get next choice. And again, if it's not a physical choice, it's an imaginary box that you're bringing it in. And then you're going to feel each one feels different. And there is one that feels really good. But mm. then when you go look at it to want to choose that, then all the fears and the thoughts are coming. That's, We're not going to do that. Are we really? That's just, no, that's too scary. And then when you go, it's, okay, my fear right now, that's again, the awareness. My fear right now is not allowing me to go this way. Mm. And so what is my second best choice what's the best choice after this and those remaining choices you feel them again i'm like oh okay this one feels the easiest so let me do this mm. this way you're seeing your choices you're seeing you're communicating with your heart you're not just putting it away but then you're also aware and saying i have this great fear right now i can't go beyond it at this point and it's okay and I'm going to choose what's second best. That's a really interesting perspective because I think sometimes people are like, go after what you fear sometimes because by transmuting that fear and going for something that is a little bit outside your comfort zone, it can show you in sometimes that you're capable of so much more <laughs> than you thought. But I, I do like the differentiation where you're like, if this is going to be really impactful on your nervous system, then work up to that. Take Maybe that's a future decision that you'll make. Exactly. That's the point I wanted to clarify is that at that point, that is scary. And it's sometimes it's the fear is debilitating. You can't move in that direction. And then you know what happens if they can move in that direction? What you just said, they beat themselves up. Everybody else goes through their fear. I should be able to go through. No, you're not everybody. Yeah, everybody, that fear to them is not debilitating. They might, to them, they have another fear that's debilitating that they're not going through. And you're okay. not seeing that. So look at that 
And then the next time you have a choice and this choice comes, you're going to see it again. You know what? This time the fear is there, but it's a little bit less because you gave yourself that time and space to move through it a little bit. And then you can choose it with ease. You can go through the fear easier. So that's a really interesting distinction because I think sometimes we, as business owners particularly, we can push ourselves to do things um, that we think we need to for the sake of our making sales or, or whatever it is. But if you still have some of that unresolved uh, layers behind it, um, it may not still... Um, you know, the consequence of that may not be as we desired. <laughs> so it's better to work with someone like you to transmute that, progress through it, and then really step into a, a more powerful place where you feel like you can really go for it. So I, I, I really think that's a really interesting point of view. What else can you tell us about following our intuition or how that even works and some of the methods that you use. I was looking at you use something like inner child technique. Tell us more. For the intuition, what I normally do actually is uh, along the same lines, but I say start slow in order to get that intuition going. Uh, meaning start with your clothes, for example, because you're not going to get afraid about clothes. So what are my choices today? What feels good in my heart? And picking up those clothes and bringing it like, I have five shirts I want to wear. Let me see which one feels better or with your food. So there are a lot of things that in a daily basis that you can make choices that you're not going to get triggered in any way. And you can still feel what feels good. And again, this is all to get that intuition going. So you can, without even doing this, you can find out that feeling of it. And mm -hmm. then you can choose what feels good in your intuition. Um, the inner child work, it's more so on the first session that when people come to me, I um, open up whatever energetically, I can open up a little bit to give them some breathing room, I call it. But I also look back and see, you know, do we need to do any kind of generational healing? Did things pass down more from mom or dad, your relationship with mom or dad or both? Mm -hmm. And also, what are the ages that there's some triggers that you're holding on to that we need to go back and talk to those ages? And trauma is not, a lot of people think my childhood was good. Again, trauma is... We're not here to judge trauma. There is not a trauma scale that, oh my God, her stuff was really bad and I can't call myself my stuff trauma compared to that. No, trauma is whatever left a marker, emotional marker for you. And it can be anything. So those are the ages I figure out. And then the sessions after that, I go connect them to that age and do different kind of healing modalities to help release because those are the fear blockages that are there that don't let you really talk to your heart and that's what we release i love that that that's so interesting to yeah revisit our childhood because there's so many golden opportunities in a way to see those see that information and 
look back at it and see actually what did I learn from this? How is this actually helping me today? And then also connecting to like, what is it that I truly desire? Because it's, sometimes it's, it comes from that child, right? The child actually knew what it wanted all this time until it was told no, that they couldn't get what they desired all the time or that they shouldn't desire what they desire and all the other things that come along as we grow older. And then sometimes we even, at that point, we shut down our understanding of what we want, what we don't want. And there's this like confusion generally that happens. So I think that's really beautiful that you, you have this technique that really zooms in on that time period, because I think that can really unlock for people what they, what's in their heart actually, because it comes from when we were born. Exactly. So that's exactly. And it's hidden. They don't know, really. They don't, a lot of times, they don't even remember. So it was fine until I go and connect them to that part. And I really make sure you stay out of this as an adult and let that part of you really talk so you can see actually how you were feeling as a kid that this was happening to And that's when the release happens because most people, when they go back as an adult and look at it, say, oh, it wasn't that bad or everybody else's life was the same. They really are not listening and recognizing. And so there are a lot of hidden things that they're not seeing that I go pull out for them to see. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then to your point about seeing what feels good intuitively in your body, I sometimes also what feels good, but also what feels bad, right? That having that distinction, like bringing that decision into yourself and it's okay. If my stomach starts to feel weird, it's usually like a digestive thing for me, but I'm sure for other people it might be different. Like maybe it's in their solar plexus area and you're like, something's not quite right. And yeah, that's really, that's beautiful that you can help people to make that sort of distinction even because sometimes we're so like used to sometimes feeling bad all the time that we don't even know what's good versus what's bad it's there's this confusion that happens and so I'm sure with your energetic work that you do it's like suddenly they're more in tune they're more in tune to what's happening for them so that's really beautiful anything else you would like to leave us with anything around choices or related to yeah success in our businesses one thing i like to mention is that uh, follow up on what you were saying our bodies is our home in this lifetime and just like you take care of your home you gotta take care of your physical home this is your home in this lifetime that you is communicating with you And the more you connect with it, the more it's telling you where you're storing that stuff, those fears and those parts of yourself. So get in touch with it. Don't be afraid to go in there and don't be afraid to stand alone on some things because we're so afraid that I don't want to be the odd one out. Everybody's going that way. You are not everybody. And if it is meant for you to stand alone here, there's a purpose for it. 
stand here, be in that power of being alone so that you can see maybe it is for you to find your own tribe. Who knows? But mm -hmm. don't be afraid of even if everybody's going right and your heart is telling you to go left because there is a gem waiting for you over there. Wow, that's so powerful, especially I can definitely relate to what you said about um, feeling alone, because I think that sometimes when we go on the right path, we're actually leaving everyone behind that we're used to because we, we in a way, start to realize that it's not the right environment for us or the right people and so yes. you know one at a time you're disentangling yourself from that and there's this really interesting period of being in solitude and being with yourself and learning to be with yourself before you know, it's a transition and it, it often coincides with starting a heart-centered business until you move on to the the right people and the right support and the feeling of safety and magic. And yeah, for anyone who is feeling like they're in that in-between stage, don't worry, you're, it's meant to be, I think, exactly. in that sense. And, and there's more just on the other side of that. Exactly. Beautifully said. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much for joining us. And I believe that you have a, a few copies of your book that you're going to give to our audiences. So definitely for anyone watching or listening to this, please do check out her book and yeah, get in touch if you are looking for more deep transformational energetic work, please do get in touch with it too. So thank you so thank much. You. Thank you so much.